Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, the 16th day of October in the year 2020. So far this month, the Castle family is doing well. We have beautiful fall weather here in Memphis, warm days, cool nights, leaves just starting to fall as the colors begin to change. The geese on the wing. Although they're not coming down the Mississippi River Flyway just yet, that happens when cold weather hits Minnesota and in Canada today, though. Today, I'm going to talk to you about two subjects we're taught from childhood to never discuss in public, that being religion and politics. I will discuss those things at the same time since they're front and center in the Senate confirmation hearings of Judge Amy Coney Barrett. As Associate Justice of the United States Supreme Court, there may be some problems with Judge Barrett's confirmation because she is Catholic. But when you take away religion as a legitimate target of attack, what is left for her enemies? The hearings are finished now. The Senate Judiciary Committee has a vote scheduled for next Thursday, the 22nd of October. This time it's been different since Judge Barrett has proven herself more than a match for any senator in the room, probably all of them collectively. Seeing the senator's attempt to match wits with her reminds me of a famous quote attributed to General Eisenhower when he was appointed commander of the North African invasion. He said, quote, I have been given the task of invading North Africa against Rommel and the Africa Corps. So it's Huckleberry Finn against Alexander the Great, end quote. My point is... She is intellectually superior to every one of them. They quickly come to realize it. They try to ask her questions they think will embarrass her concerning her attitude about sex and so forth. But the questions have not worked. The Democrats find it hard not to admit that this woman is different from anyone they have ruined in the past. They are embarrassed about attacking her Catholic faith as well they should be as their attacks on Catholicism ring hollow with believing Catholics, only the unbelieving Catholics. And, of course, the Pope seemed to appreciate them. Yet, the Pope himself, he said her face should be, quote, respected. The issue of a person being disqualified from public office because of her religion has come up before in the United States, and I remember the time very well when John Kennedy ran against Richard Nixon in the 1960 election. Kennedy was an Irish Catholic uh, from Boston. We never thought of a Catholic in the office of president before. Now, we are happy if the candidate's not a member of some jihadist group or an avowed communist, but in 1960, Catholicism was a big deal. The fear seemed to be that he would consult the Pope in Rome before deciding something of importance for the American people. In other words, he might have misguided and divided loyalties. The issue refused to go away. In fact, it grew bigger as the campaign went on. So on September 12, 1960, he went to Houston to address a group of Protestant ministers at the Greater Houston Ministerial Association. I have a transcript of his speech at that meeting, so I'd like to quote a few words from it. Quote, While the so-called religious issue is necessarily and properly the chief topic here tonight, I want to emphasize from the outset that we have far more critical issues to discuss in the 1960 election. The spread of communist influence 
Until it now festers 90 miles off the coast of Florida, the humiliating treatment of our president and vice president by those who no longer respect our power, the hungry children I saw in West Virginia, the old people who cannot pay their doctor bills, the families forced to give up their farms in America with too many slums, too few schools, too late to the moon and to outer space, end quote. I will return to President Kennedy's speech in a moment, but first I want to address the point made in his opening paragraph. It's been 60 years since he gave that speech. Some of those issues are still with us today. In some cases, they're even worse today. We try and try to solve them, but we only seem to be doing the easy thing, which is throw money away, money that does not exist, to solve problems we should first endeavor to speak to seek and to speak the truth. But to do that today is to risk being economically and socially ruined. The point is, there are many issues more important today than Judge Barrett's religion. I could go into what some of those are, but I have an entire Castle report on the issues that should have been discussed in the debates but were not, maybe next week. I can do that. Now some more from the speech, quote, but because I'm Catholic, and no Catholic has ever been elected president. The real issues in this campaign have been obscured, perhaps deliberately, in some quarters less responsible than this. So it is apparently necessary for me to state once again not what kind of church I believe in, for that should be important only to me, but what kind of America I believe in, end quote. President Kennedy expressed essentially the same views as Judge Barrett and that her qualifications as a judge are obscured by her religion. I don't know how devoutly President Kennedy practiced his Catholic faith. The issue of Catholic opposition to abortion was not an issue then because we were still more than a decade from Roe versus Wade. The primary issue for him to address was whether he would take orders from officials outside the United States, i.e. from the Pope, Politics is the other thing we're not supposed to talk about unless we're willing to risk tearing apart our families and our business relationships. But politics we must discuss today. The chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, Lindsey Graham, said that the committee ought to just cut to the chase and confirm her because everyone knows, he said, how the vote would go. Every Republican would vote for her. Every Democrat would vote against her, so she would be confirmed. He's probably right about the hearings being a charade, but perhaps in Judge Barrett's case, a few Democrats may have been won over. His inquiry into Judge Barrett's religion and the tenets of that religion, legitimate questions for the hearings. Yes, to a certain degree, I suppose they are, but the confines of that certain degree are very narrow. For example, if Judge Barrett were a Muslim instead of a Catholic, it would be legitimate in my opinion, to inquire whether she shared the jihadist goals of convert, submit, or die. That concept threatens the very fabric of American society. An inquiry about it is certainly legitimate. Many of the senators started out hostile to her by asking questions about her personal life, but that quickly ended and they looked at her personal views about decisions, what she would say, do, and so forth which she rightly, rightfully refused to answer. How could a responsible judge tell you how she would vote on cases not yet before her? She was, however, able to establish that she was not a typical candidate. 
one they could run over quite easily, running her over with something. Our old enemies at the Washington Post and the New York Times tried to do anyway. Since they were not part of the questioning process, they busied themselves digging through Judge Barrett's trash, looking for something to hand over to Senate Democrats. She handled their inquiries quite well. Every mark they leveled against her just reinforced her standing with honorable and decent people. They investigated, did a long report on her membership in the Christian group, People of Praise. They seemed really offended by the title given to her by that organization, quote, Handmaid. That was her title, Handmaid. I'm not Catholic, folks, but I know where that phrase comes from in Scripture. People of Praise is a Christian group founded at Notre Dame University in the 1970s as a haven for people to share common faith within a religious and a campus experience. They looked, they reported, they made what they could from it, but that was not much, except that People of Faith is a very conservative Catholic group that leaves public practice up to each individual member. Now back to President Kennedy's speech for a moment. Quote, For while this year it may be a Catholic against whom the finger of suspicion is pointed, in other years it's been and may someday be again a Jew, a Quaker, or a Unitarian, or a Baptist. It was Virginia's harassment of Baptist preachers, for example, that helped lead to Jefferson's statute of religious freedom. Today I may be the victim. Tomorrow may be you. Till the whole fabric of our harmonious society is ripped at, the, at this time of great peril, end quote. Well, amen, President Kennedy. Well said, very prophetic. Today it is us. They are coming for us, just as he said, at a time of great peril. Now a few final words from President Kennedy. Quote, finally, I believe in an America where religious intolerance will someday end, where all men, all churches are treated as equal, where every man has the same right to attend or not attend the church of his choice where there is no Catholic vote, no anti-Catholic vote, no block voting of any kind, where Catholics, Protestants, and Jews at both the lay and pastoral level will refrain from those attitudes of disdain and division which so often marred their works in the past and promote instead the American ideal of brotherhood, end quote. Well, President Kennedy concluded his remarks to the Texans by saying that there was no religious test at the Alamo and no religious test in other places where so many have died. Fine words delivered as only John Kennedy could deliver them. But if I could speak to him today, I would tell him that his political party, the party that he was a member of, has become the antithesis of everything he spoke for, especially his call for the American ideal of brotherhood. Politics must be discussed today because politics drives almost everything that is done, especially in Washington. Should the Democrats discover one piece of information they could use to derail Judge Barrett's confirmation, that would be a great victory for them in their war against President Trump, against the American people, against the American culture. Anything, any tactic is acceptable in this war for the destiny of America that I refer to as a culture war. President Kennedy closed his speech by saying that if a conflict did develop between his conscience and the Constitution, he would resign his office. He said he hoped that 40 million Americans did not lose their chance at being president 
because on the day they were baptized. If so, he said, it is the whole nation that was the loser. Pretty eloquent words, folks. Pretty eloquent words indeed. They apply today for Judge Barrett just as they did for him 60 years ago. Finally, folks, perhaps my old friend Chuck Baldwin is right about Judge Barrett when he referred to her as another phony conservative judge. I don't think he's right this time. I pray that my opinion is correct and Chuck's opinion is wrong. I pray for her that she will be confirmed and will remain steadfast in the face of the corruption that is Washington, D.C. At least that's the way I see it, folks. Until next time, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.